Welcome back to Peaches and Cream, where we... Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we still talk about stuff, and <laughs> what episode is it? 24. Yeah, I think it's 24. 24. It's 24, yeah. 24, the number of hours in the day, fun fact. Yep. You didn't know that. <laughs> and we got some announcements. We actually ran out of uh, t-shirts, so, you know, better luck next time. We'll, we'll let you know when we got new merch in there. Yeah, our merch is out. Our merch yeah, is out. We'll, we'll, we'll order. We, we'll order some more. In the, yeah, in the we'll future. order. We'll order some brand new designs uh, by next time, and then yeah. you can let us know. Get your hands on it, and um, we do got some celebrity birthdays today. Oh, we do. We got a lot. We got a lot of celebrity birthdays. Any good today, ones? Actually. Pretty good ones, I think. I think one of them, like you love. Really? I think it's the first one I'm going to announce. Actually, let's hear it. Let's hear it. How do you, How do you feel about Tim Tebow? <laughs> I don't have any feelings toward Tim Tebow. I don't remember. I don't know why, but I have this memory of you telling me how much you love Tim Tebow. No, I, I Tim Tebow <laughs> is, uh, I, I just, I think he's a goon. Yeah, well, Tim Tebow, it's his birthday. I think he's so good because he was like dominant, yeah. dominant, dominant in college. And then it was so like weird because even when he was dominant, people were like, he's not going to be good at the NFL. And then he got to the NFL, and he was bad. Like, he could not play. I don't even so understand just... why. I just know that guy's goofy. Yeah, so Tim Tebow, happy birthday, Tim Tebow. We got another one. This one I know you love. It's Steve Martin's birthday. I like Steve Martin. I think he's I know you funny. like Steve Martin. Doesn't your dad think he's, like, the funniest person yeah, in the world? Yeah, my dad, my dad, <laughs> he he just loves that Steve Martin. I, I, think yeah. it, I think Steve Martin had some stand-up in, like, the 90s or 80s or something that my dad had on tape and he tried to get me to watch it all the time and I refused. <laughs> yeah 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 well steve martin is finally the age that he has been looking for the past 40 years 76 <laughs> <laughs> so he's finally he's finally aged into his looks so that's nice um steve martin happy 76th birthday we got magic johnston 62 nice he made it yeah he made it he's done it um we actually this one is really funny because i haven't thought about this man for a very long time, but I used to be a big fan. Ray William Johnson. Do you remember Ray I've William heard Johnson? The name. I don't know who that is. He was the YouTube guy. He made all those. He was like one of the original YouTubers. Really? Yeah, he made a bunch of, you know, very famous YouTubers from the Equals Three channel. Nope, you I don't remember. remember you, this. you don't remember yeah. this? If you saw his face, if you saw his face, I think you'd you'd recognize him. But then we got Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. She Happy was in Catwoman. That's how I knew who Don't Halle Berry was. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, she was Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah, that was come like the on. best movie to ever come no, out. No, no, no. That movie was awesome. No. Yeah, no, she, it wasn't. She, she was hardly even in the movie. She was hardly even in the movie. What? The movie was like 90% CGI. <laughs> yeah, but didn't she get bit by a cat? What happened? She didn't get bit by a cat. She got like... She saw something she wasn't supposed to see. I haven't seen this movie since like 2004, <laughs> but from my memory, she over like she overheard or like was in on a conversation about, with a bunch of gangsters, and they she shouldn't have saw it. And they threw her into like killed her and threw her into like the sewers, and she got like spit out of the sewers, and then cats like flocked around her for some reason, and then she became Catwoman. She she came back to life as a Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, and then I... she went to seek vengeance. I'm pretty sure if I resaw that movie as an adult, I would think Horrible. it was awful. Horrible. <laughs> I, I do recall everyone making fun of how terrible it was, and I was secretly thinking, 
I kind of like that movie. Oh man, that's that's uh. I mean, we all got embarrassing movies like that. Uh, and then finally, Mila Kunis. Oh, nice, nice. She's finally twenty-one after yeah. all these years. Can't believe. Did you know that when she was on um that '70s show, yeah. she lied about her age. Really? And she got cast way like way earlier than she should have. I think she was like sixteen, and she told people she was eighteen. Wow. And so everyone else was like in their twenties, and she was sixteen on the show. That's really that's inter- That's a very interesting fact. Yeah, one one of the weirdest parts about that whole thing is she was like the hot one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How weird is that? You know? But uh, you know, eventually she wasn't sixteen anymore after a year, but <laughs> she was seventeen. But yeah, I think that's a that's a strange thing. I think that's really hilarious that she she did that and it worked out so well for her, right? Like yeah. no repercussions, obviously. Oh yeah. You gotta lie your way to the top. And everyone, everyone really loved everyone in that show. Yeah, and the thing is, I've heard as well on that that seventy show that um, the cast did not like what's his face, the main character Eric. Apparently, he did not get along with the cast. Like he, like Topher Grace, that's his name. Doesn't he surprise just did, me. Did not like them at all. Did you know that Ashton Kutcher and Neil Kunis are married? Yeah, I knew that. I did not know that. Yeah. But uh, I also. Another seven that seventy show fact. <laughs> My first English professor in college dated yeah. Donna. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. When he was in college, he dated Donna, which is so crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, but yeah, so that's all the uh, that's all the birthdays for today. That's a lot of birthdays, though. No, we got a lot of birthdays. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of good birthdays. Um, cool. All right, I. We only have one topic today, but I have a story before this topic. Oh, man, one topic. That's we have one tough. topic today. It's so buckle up. Uh, so the story I have is uh, one time I uh, one time I signed up me and Terrence to, for Wine and Canvas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is actually really funny. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence was laughing so hard into his microphone, I think it cut off, off his audio uh, in the in the recording. But um, so one time, one time I signed up, me and Terrence for Wine and Canvas, and this Wine and Canvas was a special Wine and Canvas because they usually do them at the paint shop, and this one was at, at like a local classy bar, and because I had gift certificates to wine and canvas but i didn't have anyone to go with because uh i wasn't dating anyone at the time or anything and so uh i would i just like asked terrence if he wanted to go and he was, and doing was like, yeah of course he was doing I'm something down. yeah yeah he was down so uh like 15 he was like behind by 15 or 20 minutes because he had something to go to and so they started the um they started the wine and canvas class and everyone else there was a couple <laughs> so it was all couples at this wine and canvas and then it was me with my canvas and then i had an empty canvas next to mine and uh if you like get behind during wine and canvas then you get like really lost and you have a hard time so i started painting both of our canvases to keep terence's canvas up to date or like up to the instruction as as he was still trying to get there and uh all the people around me started uh like leaning over to me and being like hey man i, I i'm really sorry they're like, <laughs> they were like 
like like they they started like alluding to me just like letting it go like they were like they're like just they're not coming go. man yeah yeah they're, they're like they're like she's not coming <laughs> and oh, uh man. and so i was like trying to keep up and i was getting like a lot of like really sympathetic <laughs> looks and like the teacher was coming over and i'm like oh, man. but like no one was like saying it without saying it you know what i mean like no one was actually saying it but oh, they I remember just... this now. And so then, uh, and then all of a sudden, my buddy comes in like twenty <laughs> minutes later, and everyone was just so confused because. Oh man! And I remember walking in, and Cameron sitting there with like his arms stretched out over these two camp, like these two seats, and he like looks up at me with this most excited glim- glimmer in his eyes, and everyone else is like, "Oh, he's he's here," <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Oh man, that's really funny. I forgot all about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I thought that was really funny because everyone in the room for some reason was just assuming that I was uh, stood up on a date. Say for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You were sitting over to, no, they're coming. They're coming. (laughs) I swear they told me they'd be here. Yeah, no, that's that's really funny. That's really funny. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so then, uh, all right, so the next top, so this is the one and only topic that we are going to be talking about <clears throat> and uh all right so this is this is what we have to say before we start the topic this podcast is for entertainment purposes only anything <laughs> anything that we say is a fact might not actually be a fact okay that's a that's a fact that's a fact all right so anything this is for entertainment purposes only anything that we state that could be or allude to it being or explicitly saying is a fact <laughs> it might not be not only might it not be a fact it like probably is a chance yeah there's a good chance yeah. it's not a fact all right now that being said now with that being said um we're breaking... only gonna tell you the truth in this <laughs> yeah yeah breaking news breaking news aliens are real and that's a fact it's official aliens aliens are real there we go. That's a fact. 100%. All right, so we're going to cover <laughs> we're going to cover the alien Area 52 story. This is the story of aliens in Area 52 because last podcast Terrence said that he believed Area 52 was a thing. Yeah, if I, if I had to choose one. If you had I to choose one and I didn't believe it, so I dug into it. And there I don't is, know what you were thinking, questioning me. Overwhelming evidence that suggests that not there only there are aliens in Area Fifty One. Not only Fifty One. Well, there's no evidence that there's aliens in Area Fifty One. Oh yeah, it's but Area you said Fifty Two like three times, right? <laughs> Area Fifty One. Um, that sounded a little there, well. So there's not there's there's not confirmed aliens in Area Fifty One, but there's a lot more. There's There's more more than aliens. All right. So we're going to start this story with a guy named Bob Lazar. Let's start the story. All right. So Bob Lazar is this guy that claims that he was hired at Area 51 to... um, He he was a physicist. Mm -hmm. And so... MIT trained. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, we'll get right, into that right, later. Right. We'll yeah, get into yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so Bob Lazar was a physicist and he claims and no one believes him. 
Yeah. Well, so a lot of people believe him, but he got <laughs> he got a lot of flack in the uh, in the nineteen eighties for talking about this. And uh, Terrence, if you have any any uh, good comments, tidbits, yeah, 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 please please hop in. So this guy claimed in the nineteen eighties that he was hired to go to Area fifty one and work on propulsion which is where space or uh which is like how we move like vehicles or like how do you how do you move things how do things uh like rockets and stuff like that so how do you propulse something in our physical Uh, world propel yeah yeah and uh i'm I'm, i don't know anything about physics so (laughs) this makes me want to know about physics but i just don't so anyway he claims that he uh he was hired to go to this place and work on oh so so he arrives there and they have this alien spacecraft as he would call it well he didn't claim he didn't he never claimed it was an alien spacecraft he said that he was working what he was assigned to do in area 51 he said everyone was assigned to do a different thing so um they had like a bunch of different scientists who would work on a different Thing, but they were trying to keep it secret, so they never told, they never gave any information to the scientists other than information that they needed to do their job. On a need-to-know basis. And he was not allowed to communicate with any other scientist. He was only allowed to do his one job. Man, sounds like a sad, lonely job. And so um, so they had this spaceship, and so he, like two out of the 24 hours a day, he would get to look at propulsion. But there'd be like another uh, person that would work on... Uh, figuring out like what type of metal or ceramic was this spacecraft was made out of. So there was like a different person for every single component of the spacecraft that none of them were allowed to talk to each other. And there was a very, they were really tight on what type of information you could uh, receive. And they were trying to reverse engineer a spacecraft or are they trying to build a spacecraft? They were trying to figure out the technology of these spacecrafts. Well, what he thinks is that they were, he was assigned to figure out how this technology worked. So like reverse engineering. Specifically propulsion, yeah. Like they were trying yeah. to figure out if they could gain any new technology related to this. Right. And so the only thing that he could tell you about these spacecrafts is related to propulsion. And this is a guy that built like a rocket car in his backyard. Right, yeah, and, put a jet and, into a car. And he has he's built his own nuclear reactor. This is like a guy that knows a lot about physics, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said that this spacecraft was fascinating. He said that there were no wires in the spacecraft. In, in the 1980s, he was saying these things, and people immediately said he was a lunatic. Because in the 1980s... Um, all of this, yeah, techno- and everything. <laughs> this technology was unimaginable in the 1980s. Right. Like everything we understood about how electricity and everything. And um, we didn't have Bluetooth yet. We didn't have Wi-Fi yet. Everything was wired. Mm-hmm. Remember? And now everything is that. wireless. You can charge your phone wirelessly now. That blows my mind. That doesn't make any sense to me. But you, like your phone, phone, iPhones can charge wirelessly now. Yeah, right. Same right, with right. your AirPods. They charge wirelessly. And so he was telling everyone that this, there were no wires in the spacecraft in the 1980s. And so everyone immediately was like, this guy's lying. Like, this doesn't make any sense. But he was saying that none of the components in this spacecraft had wires. 
Like, there were no wires in the whole thing. He said that the engine... It wasn't really an engine. It was a component that powered it. He said mm-hmm. that it wasn't wired to the actual spacecraft. Like, every mm-hmm. every component was just, like, a component that just sat next to other components. And, like, the way you turned on the spacecraft was just by putting the component next to another component. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so... Uh, man, I'm getting sweaty. I need to take my shirt off. Hold on. Okay. So, from what I'm hearing, people are reverse engineering a spacecraft of some sort. They're trying to figure out what what there is in the spacecraft. And he's working on propulsion, and there's no wires. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, okay. he was saying that the spacecraft also didn't operate with, uh, like, an engine. He said that... He doesn't like. He doesn't know how the technology works. He's just ex- he just can only explain kind of from what our understanding saw. what he saw, right? Right, right, right. And so, uh, what's it? He so he described it. If we dropped off a nuclear reactor or even like a motorcycle back a thousand years ago mm-hmm. to people a thousand years ago, they wouldn't be able to like they couldn't explain. Um, how a motor yeah they couldn't explain it like they didn't understand an engine so right they would be like well it was kind of like a horse that went like there were these wheels on a horse you know what i mean like (laughs) they just like couldn't like they didn't understand the technology so he said it was a lot like that where he can't even explain to you he can just give you characteristics but he he has no idea how this works only in the terms that we have for our current technology yeah, exactly. And so um, he was saying that the the spacecraft seemed to have a, some type of machine that created anti-gravity, which pushed and pulled it in different directions. So instead of like a rocket blasting out from one half of it and then it pushing it in another direction, they were describing it almost as... Um, like this machine was like gripping the fabric of reality and then pulling it to and from a certain direction. So it was like gravity and anti-gravity. So like gravity pulls an object toward Earth, but if it wanted to go forward, it would create anti-gravity and gravity and it would pull and push this spacecraft in that direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I mean... As much as it can. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, um, and he was saying that this thing could go, like, like, because of this characteristic, it could go, um, it could just hover in midair. Right, right. It could, um, because, because it would just have, uh, n- neutral gravity, right? Mm-hmm. And then it could just go left and right and up and down and all these things, right? Yeah, omnidirectional movement. Yeah, it doesn't need directional movement. It doesn't need momentum. It doesn't need any of those things. Propulsion. Yeah, it just, it just, you know. Yeah, it doesn't need a like something to propel it anywhere. And so, um, what he did say was that they did know how to turn it on, and how to like, kind of maneuver it, sort of. So push to start. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Like they could like kind of maneuver it. And so they had test flights with it. They had, like, a person that would test flight it. 
And what ended up happening was, is because he worked at this area, he had to sign a, uh, an agreement that they could wiretap all of his communicate, like his phone at home and all this stuff, and they'd have people monitoring him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting fired because his wife was having an affair, and they found out during the wiretap, and uh, they had to let him go because they thought he was a liability because he had an unstable home life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I heard a little bit about that. I didn't know. Yeah, so that's details. so he ended up getting fired, and uh, none of his friends believed him that because none of his buddies believed him. It would be like if I was talking to you and I was like, "Dude, you wouldn't believe this." Like. You would not believe what I am witnessing right now. This is the most incredible machine I've ever come across, right? Right, 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 right. So he uh, he brought so he knew what days and times they were test flighting these uh, machines, right, or these spacecrafts, because they would test test fly them on like Monday at 10 p.m. or something, right, in the middle of the desert. So he brought his buddies out because they didn't believe him. They he brought his buddies out to a like remote location to go watch this with their binoculars and stuff. Yeah. And they filmed. They actually got it on film because his friends didn't believe him. They fil- they went out there and filmed in exactly the time that he said they were going to test fly it. Some like machine went into the sky and was exhibiting these characteristics. Oh man! Some spacecraft. And so yeah. then he, so everyone was like, what, what is, what the heck? You know what I mean? All those people mysteriously died of heart attacks the next day. No. So then they did this, <laughs> they did this like one or two more times. And then, yeah. uh, he said that they weren't actually even being too subtle about it. And then eventually like a bunch of security guards came and was like, you're not allowed to be around here ever again. And they got in big trouble. Uh, what is big trouble? I don't know. They just got in trouble. Like, you can't, they, I don't think they had like a protocol for this yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So course. this guy, uh, he just now has lived, you know, with his family, I guess. His and, new family. I hope that he worked out his home life. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but anyway, so he uh, he's tried to explain this to people, and he and they he kind of had a rough idea of the what was powering the spacecraft, and in the 80s he was just. Describing it as element 115 like he said that they could figure out what element it was because there was they the number of like electrons or whatever yeah and mm-hmm. but he said that it was a stable version of it and so at the time we hadn't even discovered this element and so people thought he was crazy but then right like a couple years ago they ended up discovering this element but they weren't a- they've we've never been able to make a stable version of this mm-hmm. element and uh yeah what what was the next thing that happened oh so anyway so the so in order to eliminate his credibility um all of his employment records and uh his school records, school right? records were eliminated because it was in the 1980s where everything was on paper right and so uh when journalists would call because he went to mit when they would call mit he uh um there was no record. There was of no him. record of him, and any. But there were people that remembered him, right? Um, like classmates, yeah, yeah. And so, coworkers. so some people didn't remember him, but some people did remember him. And anytime, right. anytime someone came out and was like, "Oh no, I remember that guy," they got immediately audited by the IRS. 
Oh, man. Yeah, so now uh, he doesn't even want people to come out and... Like, he, he does not want people to come out and confirm any of these things because every time someone has, uh, they've been audited by the IRS, they've been harassed by federal law enforcement mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. And so he, uh, he, just, he just doesn't even care anymore. He's like, I, I'm tired of my friends and family being harassed right harassed. yeah 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 and uh so uh but someone did find on so there was an employment record of his in all of his like his MIT degree um they like they've just claimed as being fake but right. so his employment he worked at some place where he was a physicist and they there's no record of him working there but right. someone found an old employee directory with and his name on in it. it. Yeah, this is he's yeah, yeah, in yeah. an old employee employee physical copy directory. Right, right, which right. Which is very interesting. Okay, so that's the story of Bob. Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar, and I highly encourage you uh, listening to an interview of his because he's he's sounds like a very reasonable. It's fascinating listening to him is fascinating. Hmm. Um, and so then the next, okay, so that was then. And then in 2004, off the coast in somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, a naval battleship, they were doing some test flying. They yeah, were doing right, some right. test flights and they yeah. came across some spaceship or some, let, we'll call it an aircraft. They came across an aircraft. Ship. <laughs> we'll call it an, well. It's an aircraft. It's not a spaceship because we don't know what it is, right? Yeah, right, right. So it they totally were, goes into space. They like found there was something on their radar or something that they. Oh, also, something you said about the spacecraft was that when it like lifted up off the ground and it was hovering. Yeah. When you walked under the spacecraft, when they were doing the test flights in Area Fifty One, this Bob guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said that. When you look up from under it, it was invisible because what was happening was the since it was anti gravitational, mm-hmm. um, the light from the top of the spacecraft was bending around the whole spacecraft and then exiting the bottom. Ah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, because gravity can bend light, and so right, right, right. And so he was saying that when you look at the spacecraft from underneath it it was invisible ah that's pretty interesting and it in the like it just had all these mind-blowing technologies like he said that they didn't even know what the metal that the spacecraft was made out of they couldn't even identify it right Hmm. and so uh and also he said that it was a really frustrating job because you're just working on something you don't understand Right. And so it's really frustrating. And he said the only thing that he enjoyed about this whole situation was that there was a hatch. Like in order to get from the bottom of the spacecraft to the top of the spacecraft, there was like a hatch mm-hmm. for you to like climb through. Yeah. He said that was the only thing that he was fascinated by because it was the only thing he could understand. The hatch? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, like, thinking about, like, people reverse engineering this spacecraft. And you know how in, like, recent years we've had so many technological advances? 
Uh-huh. Could you imagine if like eighty percent of them were due to people actually getting something right on the spacecraft? So like, <laughs> like they just found like, like for example, they go into the cockpit and they're like, wait, how can we play music through this without wire? <laughs> oh, Bluetooth. I'm like that's how they develop Bluetooth, and Wi-Fi, and you know, <laughs> cell service, all this stuff, just like from that spacecraft. Yeah. They couldn't get propulsion down, but <laughs> they they got all those other things. Everything and the people, else. Yeah, and then people were like, you know, if you don't tell anyone about this, we'll just pay you handsomely for the rest of your life for discovering Bluetooth, you know? And he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, that <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> and so that's, like, how we got most of our advances. Reclining, but just like the, the reclining of chairs. Life. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's how we got the, the ease of life things. Yeah. We found them in the spacecraft to make uh, space comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I hope that's the case. So he, like documented and described exactly how these spacecrafts moved and their characteristics and everything. So then in 2004, the Navy was doing some test flights with, um, like, the the people that fly the super fast airplanes. The jets. fighter jets. Yeah, fighter jets. And mm. uh, they, like, saw something off the coast, and they were like, hey, you, you guys mind going and checking this out? Like, we don't know what this is. And and they've usually, when they've done stuff like this, uh, it's like, they're like, oh, it's probably like a drug cartel member. Like, it's probably, you know what I'm saying? Like a submarine. In a fighter jet? Oh. <laughs> right, you know okay, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. The, like, it's like a cartel boat. Like, it's like a boat from the yeah, cartel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like something, something weird where they're like, okay, we'll go check it out, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, this thing looks really weird. Like, it's not moving. Like, it's not, the wind isn't blowing it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so they go check it out. And as they're getting closer, they realize that it's floating 50 feet off the surface of the water. Right. And it's 40 feet long. 40 feet long. So this is a large object floating 50 feet off the surface of the water. Okay. Being unmoved by the wind. Mm-hmm. So it's not moving with the wind. It is floating 50 feet, surface of the water, no wind. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, look, they, like, go through, like, thermal imaging and everything, and it has no exhaust. Right. So it has... Colder no... than the water, right? Uh, I don't know how cold it is. I, I, I saw something similar where I saw something, uh, they were thermal imaging against the water. Yeah. And the, the temperature of the craft was colder than the surface of the water okay so it was colder than the water and it was fl- oh yeah yeah the reason that they think that's weird is because engines are hot right uh-oh terrence disconnected oh did i i, I mean oh. I, <laughs> oh, I thought you disconnected no no, no we're back we're back all right all right we're back. We're okay. maybe i disconnected i don't know all right but um okay so yeah floating 50 feet off the surface of the water Colder than the surface of the water. Colder, which is weird because, like, if it no, was a helicopter, it'd be hot. No engine. Yeah, no engine and no exhaust. Because normally exhaust is hot, so you see exhaust coming out of it. Yeah, because engines heat up. What's going on, Cam? Uh, sorry, the video might be disconnected. We're good? All right, we're good. We're good. Okay, so anyway... um. So it's, yeah, so it's just floating there, and they're like, what the heck is this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they start flying toward it, because they're like, we got to go investigate this. And as they get closer, this thing notices them, 
and it starts like moving up and down a bit mm-hmm. and it jams their radar right immediately their radars start getting jammed like hardcore mm-hmm. and they're like oh what the heck is going like they're really confused and then uh so they like start flying even closer to it and they realize that under the craft the water starts bubbling up in the shape of a cross in the shape of a cross yeah the water starts bubbling up in the shape of a cross okay and then uh they like keep getting closer and then this thing just takes off mm-hmm. and uh and then so so they notice it taking off and it, it, it it's moving exactly how bob lazar described where these things they can just go like side to side and up and down right and they don't um they don't need trajectory in order to propulsion yeah they don't yeah they don't need propulsion and mm-hmm. um and then they said and so this is where i'm fuzzy because i don't know exactly how this all played out but at one point this 40 foot thing went from 50 feet above the water all the way into the tip of earth's atmosphere in less than a second did they see it happen did they see it go from there to there or did they like because that would almost be like teleportation right uh well so they so from my understanding they had one radar that was detecting it where it was 50 feet above the water right and then it moved and then other radars were picking it up to the tip of the atmosphere okay 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 you see what i'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't like one. So in it, in I don't exactly know. They don't think it teleported, but they think that it, um, like, mo- for some reason they think it moved through that whole area, like through that mm-hmm. whole distance. And this is also why they think that these spacecrafts are gripping reality, like they're like gripping gripping space the fabric of space yeah they're gripping the fabric of space and then like almost moving the rest of space around it right because i mean think of like the g-forces of going from there all the way to the tip of outer space like your skeleton would come out of your body i mean speak for yourself i could handle it yeah but you know what i'm saying so they think (laughs) that like it's like gripping um like the universe and then the universe is like moving instead of them moving you know what i'm saying yeah like futurama is that what happens in futurama yeah yeah, yeah. in futurama uh farnsworth uh, the professor yeah he's like oh no my ship the reason it can move so fast is because it pushes the universe around it instead of like pushing itself and everyone yeah. thought that was silly until the end of the episode where like his little clone guy was like wait a second and then he figures it out and then there's this really cool like freeze frame where the ship like stops and the world stops and then you see the universe like fly past while the ship stays in the same place. But yeah, that's that's what this that's what happens in the future on. Yeah, so they so they think it's kind of like that. That like you know what I'm saying, but they don't understand the technology. So this this was like one instance in 2004. Right. Where and so what happened was is the guy in the fighter jet that got really close to this thing cuz he he like flew right by this thing. Right. He uh he like got debriefed on it. And they, everyone thought he was crazy for a bit. But then another guy came and was like, no, I was also... Because they had a couple different fighter jets 
fly right. past this thing. And the first guy, they thought he was crazy. And then the second guy landed and got off and came in and was like, holy cow. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so then they yeah. were like, this is crazy. So they have all this footage. And you can find all this footage online. And uh, so then what, what those guys said was um, everyone knew about it on the base. Right. right. So the reason that this didn't like blow up was because he was saying that, uh, well, we got off and it was like, after everyone knew when you see, cause they, they said that there's been other instances, not quite like this one. Cause this was just one of the closest encounters. There's been other instances of like radar, like could be radar anomalies, but they like see space crafts or, uh, aircrafts that look exactly like this. Like, there's been a bunch of other instances, but they've been so far away, and whenever they try to even attempt getting close to them, they just disappear. Mm-hmm. And so, um, people have been asking them, like, how, why, why, like, had, why do you not do anything about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you guys do anything about this? If you see these things every once in a while, why don't you do anything about this? Like, and, what, throw a big net over them? <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's like, well, will we... Think, like, who do you tell? Like, in the military, like, when you see one, who do you tell? Right. And Actually, this is very similar to that. I know this is, like, way off topic, but it's yeah. similar. When I w- was working in resorts in Mexico, yeah. and there was a time when someone came, and a couple times someone came to me and was like, hey, there's a crocodile in this building, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who do I call, right? <laughs> like, because the manager would, like, like, never find out. In the general, like people in the resort would never find out because mostly i was just like do i call maintenance for this like do yeah. i call housekeeping <laughs> who do i call for crocodile in the 5000 building so i know that's not the same but i can totally relate yeah you're <laughs> like there's there's no protocol for this <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so anyway he was like uh the, like people are like why don't like why don't you do something about it and he's like well who do you tell and then right. and he's like everyone already knows about it so like, right. what what do I do? Like tell everyone that already knows about it, and then they're like, so then after that question, what do you do? You just chill. Yeah, you, you can't you do it. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Believing in aliens, yeah. There's like you, all you can do is tell people who already know, right. and then you can't do anything about it, right? Right. And so, um, a lot of these, when they come up on these radars, they're in the shape of like a tic tac. Right. So they're like tic tac shaped. So they don't have wings right. or propellers or anything like that they're just like floating tic tacs Mm -hmm. 40 40 feet feet. 40 feet long and um and they've had a bunch of different shapes all right so then in 2015 they had another instance where they got really close to one and this one i'm a little more fuzzy about because i just I, i didn't hear the interview um i i didn't hear an interview from the people that were actually there uh but from in this one there was a spacecraft or an aircraft that was, like, doing the same something similar off the coast. Mm-hmm. And as they approached it, the radar started picking up that there was one big one, like one 50-foot one, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of little tiny ones surrounding it, like very the, small ones. The mothership. Yeah, it was like a tiny mothership, right? Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, was in the shape. It wasn't in the shape of a Tic Tac, but it was in the shape of, like, a jello dome. Okay. And that then, is the mothership. I, I mean, they must have watched and then based their design off of Independence Day. That's probably what they did. 
No, there was they like they're like but they're like little ones. Like they were like little drone almost things. I know, but I'm but. saying like there was probably like one big mothership and then a bunch of little ones, and that's what happened in Independence Day. They probably watched Independence Day. Like, no, the big us... one, the big the big one in Independence Day was like the size of the Earth. Yeah, it was in space, and they blew yeah. it up like the Death Star. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, that's it. That's all. That's all the information. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you got. remember yeah, from that's that. All I got. No, there's a there's a bunch of stories, and I I don't know the the exact details to this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Um, about like times when unidentified objects have flown through the air and messed with nuclear launch stuff, right? Oh yeah, have you heard yeah, about this? yeah. Kind of. Tell me about this. it. Tell me about it. So I don't know exactly the details, but I know that there would be like some craft that would be passing over bases with um like nuclear capabilities and in this time like they had like some of the missiles would activate they wouldn't launch but like all of them would activate and then they would lose the ability to control them they would lose all oh, control. yeah 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 and so this is like something that's happened apparently in a few places all over the world uh-huh. and it's like all 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 a very similar thing where a craft passes and nuclear like warheads will activate and people will lose control over their capability. And so this happened, like, in the middle of the Cold War as well. That's, that's like, the most notable times, I guess. And there are, like, documents, not documents saying, like, UFOs messed with our nuclear warheads, but, like, documents saying that this did happen, like, this phenomenon happened. Like, we lost control, and they started activating, and we didn't know what was going on, right? Uh-huh. And so I hear about this, and, and the people that were talking about it, they were saying, like, it's almost as if they're taunting us. Like they're they're flying through and just showing us that they don't care about our nuclear warheads, right? And that's yeah. not what I get. That's not what I get. That's not right? what I'm thinking either. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, <laughs> right? It feels like, you know, it feels like aliens. If that's the case, if aliens are flying around and like they have the ability to access our nuclear warheads and stuff, mm-hmm. they are the nuclear deterrent, right? Like. I feel like after World War II, they were like, oh, shoot, no, that's not good. Yeah. And then, and then they were like, we need to stop them from destroying our backup resource planet, which is us, right? <laughs> so You think we're a backup resource planet? <laughs> right. In case they need something, they come here, they get a little oil or whatever. <laughs> they go back to their planet. But um, they don't want us to destroy the planet. Yeah. So they just like, they let us have the nuclear warheads, but they just make sure that we can't do anything crazy. Okay, hold hold this thought because I want to go really deep into this. Okay. I want to go really deep into our thoughts on this. Okay, okay. After the break. All right, sounds good. And this is a message from our sponsor, Sina Four Brewery, the beer that you put in the back. Yeah. So, do you know why you put it in the back? Why do you put it in the back? It's because you don't want your friends to take your good beer, so you fill the front of the fridge. With, you know, your decoy beers, the beers that, you know, you can find on every every street corner, the ones that don't really hit the palate just right. So you see, say the special ones for you, the sign of four, you put that in the back. But on the special occasion when there's no one coming to your house, when you're not hosting, you know what you do? What do you do? You fill her up. <laughs> you fill up your fridge the whole with thing? sign of four. You know what I just the realized? You know what I just realized? Why why would you just put them in the back when your friends are over? Why don't you fill up your whole beer, the whole fridge, with the beer when your friends are over? You should treat them. They're your buddies. 
Yeah, no, not me. No, my friends can drink out of the other the other fridge. I get yeah. all of the sign of but you know it's to each his own. They can drink to out of the own. garden hose in the back. <laughs> That's for all I care. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I get the good stuff. Well, you want to fill up your fridge with Sinophore. So, so Connor, tell us about tell us about this company. What are they doing? What's what kind of seasonal beers do they have? What uh, what's what's the hot take here? We make all kinds of beer. You know, we'll make whatever you need. Uh, anything to make sure you quench your thirst and get that little bit of buzz that you're always looking for on the weekday or the weekend. You know, whatever whatever floats your boat. Right, whether it's from an Oktoberfest, a Mexican lager. Uh, an IPA or a stout, which you guys so kindly uh, sponsored on this podcast. Uh, we'll make whatever you need. So you're telling me you guys do special orders? You have the number, Cam. You know who to call. All right. Hey, that goes out to all of our listeners. If you want Sign a Four Brewery, this is the place to get it. This is the best beer in the Midwest. It's not even a question. We, we tested every single beer that's available in the area, and this is the one. <laughs> And so it's the one you put fill in the back. Fill your fridge. Yeah, fill your fridge. Fill your fridge. With sign of four. With sign of four. And welcome back. Now that you've heard from our sponsor, we are going to talk about aliens. Yeah, right. So I think now the topic that we're on, or what we were going to get into essentially, is what do we believe, if we both agree, right, if we both agree that aliens have, have come. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you believe that? Sure, 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 sure. No, I'm saying, so, what do you believe? What do you believe? What do I believe? Uh, it seems like it's one of those things where the argument against it is, well, not that many people are saying that they've seen them. But that's not a valid argument because tons of people say that they've seen them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> enough people that, sh- that you should believe have said that they have some kind of experience, right? It's not like it's a hidden thing anymore. Uh-huh. Even, like, the, the White House has shown... They have, like, a, a part of their budget is investigating, like, UFOs, right? And uh-huh. and I want to be clear for everyone. I'm sure that most people know, but for anyone that doesn't know, UFO doesn't mean alien. It's just an unidentified flying object, right? Well, these, but there is a... These, uh, this, this 2015 situation with the military was... There was a story on it in the New York Times. Right. I mean, like, even, like, they, they released documents. They released government documents saying that they've been studying this stuff, right? Uh-huh. So it's not like it's unreasonable to believe, I don't think. I, I think enough people have have made, like, claims that it's fine. It's, it's not like it's, a co- it's not being covered up yeah. to an extent where people are, you know— not aware right so i think it's fine to believe i think that's that's that i could believe it yeah yeah i okay so i think it's definitely reasonable i mean it just makes so much sense to me that okay so if you say why haven't they shown themselves to us or why haven't they come and dominated us and everything it just makes so much sense to me that they just don't care about us what if what if yeah what if they're not aliens at all yeah. What if they're what if they're future us? What if it's f- humans? It it could be future us. They're just but that would be crazy, right? So I think the the question now is if we both think it's a reasonable thing, then what are our our own theories about what is the reason behind them being here or who they are? Are they aliens? Are they 
future humans. What do you yeah. think? What do, What do you think the 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 reasoning behind it, the the motive? The uh, the reason I don't think that they're future people is because, um, I mean, they could be, but that would reason... explain why no one's ever seen them, right? Because they probably yeah. have. Oh oh yeah, like they're just walking around. Yeah. Um, the reason that I don't think that they're future people. In, they, they could be like a future version of us where mm-hmm. like if we've like evolved even physically and mentally not just uh te- mm-hmm. technology wise um is because uh i i just feel like if it was future people they would like at some point they would let themselves be known to us that they're from the future why because i don't know i feel like someone at some point like if if so if you're talking about the future and if time is mm-hmm. infinity forward then that mm-hmm. means that at some point during that infinity timeline no one came back and was like oh hey by the way like we can time it could travel be, it could it could be that it's not like a like very few people have been to space right uh-huh so it could be like a very very limited it takes like a ton of resources or something to come back and yeah. there's only a very few amount of people that could come back People like Matt Groening, that makes that make your creator of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> these people. Uh, maybe it could be it could be a situation where it's like NASA, like like the NASA of the future is in charge of it, and they only send very specific people back. In that case, there wouldn't be a ton of people coming back, and they wouldn't. And even if they did say I'm from the future, that wouldn't make news. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, no, like... Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You, you. Yeah. No one would believe him. I mean. Okay. So I think. I mean. I think it's possible. It's on the table. But I'm much more. I. I think it's more like. Uh, you know how there's that island of people right now, that. Yeah. Uh, no one's allowed to go visit. I mean, yeah. I guess you the, could go, the, go, the go, go visit the North Sentinel Islands. I think. Yeah, and so it's just like these people who have had no contact with actual people except for one guy that got eaten um we don't know that he got eaten we just know he got killed yeah there's one guy that like went there and uh he thought a mission trip yeah he thought he could like bring jesus to him and then they just killed him yeah um but like when they see boats come like go by or like cruise liners and stuff they like throw spears at it you know yeah but but like the other than that there's been no contact with them they have no technology and we don't even know how to speak their language. Like they're Man, just those totally guys are fearless. Um, I just see it being kind of like that. Like if there was like an intergalactic, like multi-planetary, different species out there who are trading and interacting with each other, right? In different regions of the galaxy. And there mm-hmm. was just one remote island of people or of some species who didn't have are any... lunatics what <laughs> who are lunatics yeah who are lunatics right <laughs> who like have no technology and you like there's no reason to communicate with them there's no you see what i'm saying like what what, what would we do we would just like just view them as like an island of people like maybe someone studies them from a distance but like no one's going on the island you know yeah yeah that is uh that's, I mean, I think that's very possible. Like, it does seem, though, because, I don't know. They There has to be some kind of, unless unless we assume that the spacecraft's, like, without uh, actually taking maneuvers or actually t- taking any action, 
automatically like jam radar and they automatically like mess with nuclear warheads and stuff like that because if they're not doing it automatically that means they're doing it intentionally right yeah yeah and so well i think i think that uh when they got close to the one i think it could have been automatically like jamming the radar Mm -hmm. but didn't you say that happened only after they noticed them that's how they described it but i think if they were flying toward them so i think it's also possible that like they, like, got within a certain distance where they're just getting their radars jammed. I mean, the reality is I have no idea exactly what happened. But the way, <laughs> this the, is all the way all I see it is, like, if researchers today are like, oh, we need to go get a soil sample on that island, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the protocol is, like, we don't want to kill these people. We're just trying to get, like, okay, if we were going to go get a soil sample from that island, Mm-hmm. We wouldn't kill those people in order to get a soil sample because we don't view them as a threat. And we understand why they are attacking us. Because uh, the, right. other, the other thing is uh, when these spacecrafts, they fly around uh, combat zones like Iraq and stuff a lot more than they fly around. Which I don't know if they fly or they notice a higher instances, instances of them in combat zones because in combat zones they have more things like radar and yeah right, like right, surveillance right. and stuff or if it's because there's actual higher instances but they have more right. documented cases in war zones um uh my oh so my point is is that uh like if if we were going to go to that island to get a soil sample we wouldn't kill people who were attacking us because we would realize that we're like that's like very natural instinct you know what i'm saying right we would be, they, they're obviously going to throw spears at us. They're like, they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? They right, don't, yeah, they yeah, don't have yeah. no, they just like think they're being invaded, you know? Right. And, and on a side note, like what in the world, like that, it, can you imagine being on an island and you have like, you know, a couple thousand people maybe, and you see a giant cruise ship, yeah. right? And your thought is we could take them. Let's yeah. go kill those guys. Let's kill all the people on that giant machine mm-hmm. that they don't even know what it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they just see it and they're like, "Wow, we can." That's a that's fearless, man. That's crazy. But yeah, back on aliens. Back on aliens. Yeah. So if we like, if we like, took a boat, like a mini boat, to go get a soil mm-hmm. sample on this island, and these people started coming out throwing spears at us, we wouldn't like pull out guns and start mowing them down. We would put up a defense mechanism. Like we would just like put up some steel shields or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. riot shields. And then, like, come out and then get the sample and then leave immediately, right? right? Like, that would be the approach if we were going to do something like a study on this island. And that seems in line with the behavior that these aircrafts have toward us. Right. But we would would imagine, right, that these are not from our solar system if they are from outside of the planet, right? Yeah, definitely not in our solar system. Right, and and they they would have to move super fast because like the nearest planet is light years away. Uh huh. And at least as far as we know, it's not possible to move light speed. Well, if they teleport. That's the thing. That's the the, the you know the wormhole thing. Yeah. Um, that'd be crazy. I mean, we just right? don't know. The reality is, it seems like they're they're able to do it. <laughs> the reality is insane. It does. It, uh, but the thing is, if they were able to like operate, I would think if they were able to operate their their 
their craft at some point, maybe they'd be able to. Uh, maybe they'd be able to teleport. So one if of they the, were able to operate for one of the most credible uh, instances of people claiming that they were abducted by aliens. One of the most credible instances. Yeah, which is like not too credible, <laughs> but like the of the most credible ones. Uh, these people said that they like had driven like from one place to like they were on a road trip yeah and they and they showed up like 20 hours late and they had no memory of the road trip like they just like like they showed up to their destination 20 hours late yeah they showed up 20 hours late and they just like had no recollection it was more than one person it was two people were they smoking no no no. they were married. <laughs> it was a married couple no i mean were they smoking though no okay okay, and they had no recollection and they said that like they just at some point during the drive like these lights came above them and then they just remember being like pulled and then it gets really fuzzy after that does that make sense yeah and could you um, imagine go on go on go on okay so and then they were like, we think we got abducted by aliens because we, like, remember these certain things and, like, we got probed and all this stuff. And so they put them under hypnosis. And uh-huh. the woman, the woman um, under hypnosis, drew, perfectly drew out a memory on a piece of paper uh-huh. of, it, like, when she was in outer space, like, looking out a window or something. Uh-huh. Like, perfectly drew, like, a solar system like like the stars oh, like a map yeah, of the stars yeah, 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 under yeah, yeah, hypnosis yeah 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 and uh and then like they got her out of hypnosis and they studied the the stars like this right. thing of the stars right or what she drew and it was a perfect um image of what another galaxy looked like from another angle like if if we if cuz we can see what it looks like from Earth, that galaxy. Yeah, but right, it, right, right. But it would be like if she saw that galaxy in an entirely oh, a different, different yeah. part of space. Yeah, right. And so, That's interesting. And so because of that, they were able to like sort of come create a rough idea of where in the galaxy or where in the universe she was, which was like light millions of light years away like on the other side of wherever right right and so you know i don't think it's too far off that you know teleportation's on the table wormholes or something imagine could you imagine if uh if like the actual scenario is that they were driving they saw a a light on the side of the road and they thought it was a car that needed help, so they stopped, and then they got in. They saw it was an, air, an aircraft, and like, oh, what is this? And they started exploring, and then they got taken off, you know? And then, like, five minutes later, the aliens are like, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe them, and the people are just like, wandering around the ship like, wow, this is neat. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're and like, the fl- you're laugh. saying they're like flying off. They're like flying off in... Uh... Yeah. And they're like they're like driving, and then all of a sudden they hear like something fall in the back. Dang it! Not again! <laughs> you know they go back there, and they're just like, and the people are like, oh no, aliens! And they're like, ah, oh, wipe their memories and then take them back. Oh, <laughs> we have to turn the ship around. <laughs> <laughs>
probe them or something so they feel like they like yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got something out of it oh man yeah man. so wait wh- oh what were we talking about how did teleportation what were we talking about because we were talking about them not being from our solar system oh yeah i think i so think that be... it's on the table that they're from anywhere so they have to be teleporting man yeah, maybe they're just like on road trips. Maybe they're just out here checking it out, like going and seeing the Grand Canyon. Yeah, not 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 the Grand Canyon, but like <laughs> maybe we don't see that many of them because there are like you know so many near infinite planets in the in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And they if they have the ability to teleport, they can go anywhere, right? Yeah. So there's got to be you know millions of different races of aliens, and maybe they all have all all the ones that have these uh, these wormhole technologies. They're traveling here, and they're like, oh, this is a cool planet. I wonder if there's life. And they go come down. Like, oh, there's life. And maybe there's like <laughs> an alien federation yeah. that, that has like strict rules. And they say like, no visiting planets with life. Yeah. And so they get down here, and they find life. And like, oh, no. And then they roll out, you mm-hmm. know? No, it makes it totally these, makes sense to me cuz like all these things are possible. Dude, if they if they were that advanced, they don't need to come and eat us or farm us or anything like that. Right. It's just like more interesting to not kill us. Right. Like it right. would just be way more fascinating like an anthill. Like what's the fun in uh like if you have like when you see an anthill at the zoo with the glass where like they are all like with the queen and stuff? Yeah. It would be like heartbreaking to kill them all. Cuz then you wouldn't have it anymore. Right. You know, like they could if they want to go blow up a planet, they can go blow up a planet. They have no they we're not a threat. So like they right. just think we're interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a tragic ending of the of the human race that <laughs> all of these millions of alien races that have cuz like there's probably some races out there of aliens that are not as advanced as we are, right? Oh, d- there'd, definitely. There'd be some. Like right? there's just like a planet of crabs that just planet of the apes if you will (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah yeah something like that out there but then there's like the millions that do have these these technologies and they could blow us up and one guy was just like you know what like kind of a dick you know and he's just like you know what i'm gonna go blow up that planet and like (laughs) nasa's like oh no there's an aliens and then you know laser blown up that was the end and then no warning that was it that'd be the end yeah. But I think that, like, what if what if the case is that there are rules to this, like, interplanetary travel made by some federation of planets? You know, very sci-fi. <laughs> but once we develop the ability to get out of our solar system through wormholes or whatever, mm-hmm. that someone from that that federation would come here and be like, okay, you're, you're now in this, but you have to follow our rules or else we'll blow up your planet. <laughs> like... That was the that was the rule. Wait, That'd be pretty cool. Say man. that again. Like so, the moment we develop the technology to travel interplanetarily, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that that federation would come visit and be like, "Yo, welcome. Uh, hope you hope you enjoy your interplanetary travel. Here are the rules." Oh yeah, yeah. And if you break any of <laughs> the rules, you die. <laughs> yeah, right. And one of the rules is like no, no going to places where there's intelligent life right yeah and so you don't know that officially but like people like maybe maybe stopped on earth like wow this planet looks nice you know this is a cool little road trip planet mm-hmm. and then they see fighter jets and like oh no <laughs> there's people here and they have to leave because they, that's the rules yeah yeah 
Yeah, maybe so they come here to go camping. What other theories do you have on on these on these things? I feel like I could come up with theories for. I don't know about the probing thing. The probing thing seems weird, especially with like the probing and the memory wipe thing. Yeah. Only because like if you have the ability to wipe someone's memory, why would you make it so messy that people are then like assuming that it's aliens, right? Maybe you just wipe it enough to make them seem crazy, dude. I, I'm not even convinced that uh, it, it. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the alien probings and like the abductions. Yeah. I I much more prefer the idea that anyone that has ever been quote unquote abducted just accidentally wandered onto a spaceship and then the people <laughs> had to turn or the aliens had to turn around and drop it back off. That's like the the method I prefer. I prefer. Yeah. All right, that's yeah, fair. I much prefer that. Yeah. They or they just came across something they should have. But like the thing is, is um like similar to the ant hill at the zoo. Like the thing is, is I I'm convinced. Okay, I'm convinced that the aliens think that we are so unintelligent that they don't even care if we see them. Like I really don't. Yeah, I think that if that was the case, we'd see them. Because if no, I think that there's just like a handful of them that just come here, and the nature of their spacecraft is that, um, like they don't really want to interact with us, like they're doing their own little thing. Um, it's not that they're trying to not be seen, but they're also trying not to be seen, and their spacecrafts are just so advanced that uh, they already have like cloaking devices and stuff, and so they're just like not worried about it. But like if I went to a a zoo and saw an anthill. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't ever say to myself questions like, "Do you think that they know that I'm watching them right now?" See, but it'd be like, it's need... very different. It's very different if you are doing a safari in Africa <laughs> and a lion is walking around. You know, I'm not saying like we're lions, but I'm saying I like, unless these alien skin is made of steel, guns will still kill them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So if you're in a safari, uh, the reason right. that you're quiet looking at the animals like sneaking around isn't because you care whether or not they know that you exist the reason you do mm -hmm. it is because you're observing their behavior and they start freaking out like they you know what i mean like if you if you came across a herd of zebra and they saw you they'd like freak out and run away right right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no I, I know that but what i'm saying is like if you're in a safari and you're like out there like you would be afraid of them killing you it's not like ants, right? Like, it, it, it's a different yeah. thing. Like, if someone breaks the glass in an anthill, you're like, oh, now there's ants everywhere. <laughs> but, but if your but car breaks down I don't in a think, safari... <laughs> I don't think they are afraid a... of us killing them. That's what I'm saying. I think they're so advanced that they're just like... I mean, they're teleporting throughout galaxies. Like, I'm pretty sure they're not too worried about us shooting missiles at them. Yeah, but, like, if I teleported back to the caveman days, right? And I had guns. Yeah they could still kill me, right? Like, it might take a lot of them. <laughs> but, like, if I missed a shot, a club to the head, man, a club to the head. <laughs> yeah, well, so. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I still, like, even then, like, I, I think that they're on such an uneven playing field that they're not, like, super worried about us noticing them in the sense that um, they're they're, like, worried about us having an existential crisis about it you know, you think they're worried about our own perception? No, I think that I mean, they. I think that it's just easier. Like if you're, uh, like if you're gonna go collect soil samples and like watch the people on the island, 
It's mm-hmm. just a lot easier to achieve that by not being noticed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if if you were if you were showing up to observe them and everything and they noticed you, you wouldn't be worried about like, oh no, now they're going to have an existential crisis and this whole thing is ruined. You know? I'd be worried they're going to spear me. Dude. Yeah, you'd be like, it's just now, it just now becomes a pain in the rear. Like the whole mission is like, oh damn it. Now they're, now they're chasing after us, you know? But I do, I like to think that we're, we're, because studying us, I don't think that that's real. I don't think that that's a thing. Because who are we, you know, to be studied? Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> like, I don't even think they're studying us. Yeah, I think that we're more of a vacation destination and not like a destination like everyone's like, you got to go see Earth. I think like people, if, if I, if, if interplanetary travel was a thing and you had like sufficiently advanced technology to be able to go to any planet in the universe, uh-huh. you would just go to random planets, right? You yeah. just teleport and be like, oh, we haven't done this place. And <laughs> this is, this has got to be the most fascinating planet in our solar system. In our solar without system, a yeah. doubt, yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah, a yeah. shadow of a doubt, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah, most definitely. interesting planet within the next ten thousand planets. But I bet, I bet, like if you were gonna, if for me, for example, if I had like a a ship like that, yeah, and I could teleport, I wouldn't do planet at a time. I would do solar system at a time. Maybe, maybe more than maybe a couple solar systems. Yeah, you know? yeah. You teleport Areas, to the solar system, yeah. you're like. There's not nothing here on Pluto. This place isn't even a planet. Well, it's like, <laughs> like it's like uh, if you go visit a city, it's like going from one shop to the next. Right. Like yeah. You're just so, like, oh, let's go check out this shop, and then you like walk or you browse around, kick some tires, and you're like, hey, right. Let's go to the next one. And so I bet there's like some sort there's some sort of rules, right? You can't go there and just like start killing people. There's got to be some sort of rules. Yeah. Right. Because if we hypothetically we developed the interplanetary travel well, i don't think there's... that our but i don't think that our like planet would set rules but if we encountered another group that could travel uh-huh. then we would have to set some rules well i think eventually they set rules after like one or after a couple planets get destroyed it's like right. uh, if you go shop to shop like you go visit a city and you're like going shop to shop you can't like go in and just start like blasting up the place and like ripping everything off the walls you know what i mean yeah no. yeah it's like when you go in there you just like you kind of browse around you know yeah so that's what i think that i like to think that if if aliens are visiting earth it is not on purpose it is not like they chose earth and people are like you gotta come see earth it's like would they just happen to be strolling through this solar system because they, they're taking their family on a little vacation uh-huh. to see planets? And maybe they come here and they're like, oh, this is cool, but it's not a nice place to stay. Let's go stay on Mars. And they set up their little tent yeah. there. Yeah. And then they, they leave, you know? Well, well, if you, uh, if you, they'd rather go sleep on like Mars or something like that, where yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah. like other people sleeping there, but like, Landing your craft and taking, you know, an overnighter on Earth might be a little rough if, uh, yeah, if like right. someone, could, that's, that's when people, you know, they're like, oh, what's this? And they like walk yeah. into your spacecraft. Yeah. And that's when that you get, you hit the debrief with the alien federation. Yeah. That, that's what happens. Wipe their memory. Could you imagine like someone with the Hubble telescopes, like looking around and they look at Mars and there's just like a casual, like tent on there people roasting marshmallows <laughs> with little helmets on or something yeah well i like the thing it's like a bubble they have like a you know like um dragon ball z they have those little capsules and they press yeah, them, yeah, they become yeah, like yeah. houses mm-hmm. i like the thing it's like that 
they have this little area coming and it provides you know breathable air or whatever or uh or the uh rover that landed on mars like goes up on a hill and like looks over and an alien comes over and starts petting it (laughs) hey look what i found (laughs) cute little guy (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, that would be hilarious if that was like the way we discovered alien life like they just casually and cutely start playing with the rover we got like very official video of it (laughs) oh man that would be that'd be the way i would like that yeah that's funny but yeah so that's like that's what i prefer to think i prefer to think if aliens are coming to earth it has nothing to do with us we're not special enough in the universe for them to care about this planet specifically it's just like a one in a million chance one in a billion chance that a that a family of aliens decides to go on vacation and they accidentally get into our solar system and they like it a little bit they check it out they go from planet to planet checking it out and we occasionally see one of those 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 aircrafts that's yeah. what i prefer to think yeah <clears throat> yeah i i kind of align with the idea similar to the natives that live on that island that, that sentinel island, island yeah. yeah the sentinel island because it because like every once in a while i'm sure a ship passes by and they you know like they're doing a study on fish around there or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? but like people aren't like fascinated with that island i mean we know about it right like i'm sure that people throughout the galaxy know that we exist but they're right like, they're not I'm like sure there's a, some kind of map what there's some kind of like if there's a federation, there's a giant map somewhere. Yeah, where yeah. you can like map each quadrant. Yeah, uh-huh. or mark them. But like, no one's planning to like come visit us because they're fascinated with us. They're just like, oh, did you hear about that planet? Where you know, it, like it seems like uh, E seven twenty three developed nuclear weapons <laughs> in the last fifty years. You know. Yeah. Right. I would love to see. Like, you know, it'd be interesting if I started to meet aliens. What I would ask is, like, what do you call our planet? I wonder if they came... Yeah, I wonder what they call our planet. If we have, like, a name or if we have, like, a, you know, a number or a code. Oh, I bet we have both. (laughs) A name, number, and code? No, I bet bet we have a name. I bet we have a name. You think we have a name? Yeah, I bet we have a name. It's probably named after some some alien that discovered us. We probably... The Galileo of a different planet. (laughs) No, we probably... We probably don't even... We we wouldn't even be able to understand the name. You know, like, you know how dogs bark? I do know how dogs bark. We don't know what they're saying. Exactly. Same with, like, dolphins and stuff. Like, we kind of only understand our own language. I think, you know, if they're speaking something else, it's not like we'd we'd be like, are they... Are they purring? You know? There's got to be some way to communicate with aliens, though. They must communicate within themselves if there's this federation that I, I, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, like, inner. I don't even know how they would do that. I mean, yeah, of course, we don't know anything about it. <laughs> but, yeah, there has to be some way to communicate. Yeah. Um, telepathically, maybe there's, like, a, a, a way to convert, you know, your, um, your mentalese. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know this this area of this whole thing, because that, then we're just getting out of our skis here. You think we're in our skis before? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. But that, I think that covers about all my theories. Like, if yeah. I were going to postulate some theories. Yeah, that covers it. About that aliens. Covers it. I think that's all I got. 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everyone liked this special edition podcast about extraterrestrial life. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All, All right, right, everybody. Yep. That's Have the a great week. We'll see you soon. Yep. See ya.